Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Ashley Connor is a New York-based director of photography. She has been recently nominated for an Independent Spirit Award 2019 for Best Cinematography for her work on Josephine Decker's Madeline's Madeline. Her breadth of style can be seen in such diverse work as Desiree Achavin's, um The Miseducation of Cameron Post, as well as uh, Adam Leon's Tramps, as well as in television. She was uh, recently the director of photography on the TV show Broad City, one of the great comedies uh, in, 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 on TV today, Broad City. So well, with that being said, uh, I want to welcome to Film School Radio, Ashley Connor. Ashley, welcome to Film School. Thank you. Thank you. Hi. 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 How are you? So it's it sounds like you are you ha- are busy. Uh, we uh, off mic. We had a, just a little bit of a conversation about uh, a busy schedule ahead for you, and certainly it feels like uh, the the last couple of years, 2017, 2018. At least your work is now being seen in in these most recent films. Tell me what it sort of the initial reaction. Let's just go to the talk a little bit about the Independent Spirit Award nomination. Tell me a little bit about your reaction to being nominated for that award (laughs) um it was not expected and i was on set with a lot of the crew who had worked on it at the time we're all doing a small commercial i don't know it's i know people say it's just you know a pleasure to be nominated but i actually do believe that in this case you know (laughs) i'm my expectations are quite low but it's just so fun and to be in the such good company of those films that I also love. I was very surprised. I want to talk to you about your work with Josephine Decker uh, on the film. Well, but let, let's let's. I'm gonna first thing I wanted to uh, to do is kind of talk about your your career as a cinematographer, as a director of, of photography on different projects. Where did you start? How did you get? What was your first big break in in terms of cinematography? Uh, well, I met Josephine pretty early on uh, out of college, and we, you know, kind of jumped into making films together, which was a blessing for a young person after out of school. But they were very, very no budget, <laughs> low budget, no budget, no crews. You know, it was they were difficult films to begin with. But I would say that that's kind of where I got my start with her and the movies going to Berlin Film Festival. And then other big breaks that were significant, I think, you know, I'd shot a lot of music videos and then finally having bigger, larger budget music videos under my belt, like uh, when I collaborated with Jenny Lewis for her last album. Oh, Jenny Lewis, terrific. Love her work. Oh, okay. (laughs) It it seems, and I'm just going to jump in, and I apologize uh, if I'm cutting you off, but it does seem like a lot of, especially people who are involved in independent film, uh, they they seem to get uh, started in the world of uh, videos for uh, for bands. Uh, It's not. It's I've I've heard a, a fair number of people talk about their sort of how they got started was through music videos. Is that something that yeah? Does that seem right? Yeah. So. 
my longest collaborator and my best friend uh, is the filmmaker named Zia Anger. And we went to college together. And, you know, once we graduated, we kind of, we would start emailing musicians and artists that we like and kind of pitch them on ultra low budget music videos. <laughs> and, you know, it was a way, it was like, give us $500 and we'll make you something cool. We won't pay ourselves, but it was kind of a way to create work on such a micro budget and really fun freeing work that for us has built kind of a career in music videos. But it was really just about creating and, well, a resume. you know, I babysat to get by and things like that. Yeah. But the music videos were just a fun way to kind of develop our, our own style. In addition to be building up a resume that you can show someone, is it, I would assume that you're also really under the gun to produce something clever for no money, right? Isn't that sort of really kind of accelerate your your uh, your skill set when it comes to being creative? That sound right? Yeah, yeah. And you know, I studied a lot of experimental film in college, and it was a way to keep going with kind of that visual language, but with things that people were going to watch. You know, I didn't go to grad school or anything like that. So it was just kind of a way to keep making fun work that felt low stakes, I think. Mm -hmm. That felt important. Like, we didn't have any... At the time, it's not like we were dealing with large labels or anything like that. So it was just kind of honest expressions of what we wanted to do and what we were interested in at the time. Where did you go to school? Ithaca College yeah. in well, okay. upstate New York. Yeah. <laughs> This is a completely random question. I heard years ago that Ithaca has its own currency. Is that true? They do. <laughs> is that right? I think they're called I think they're called Ithaca Bucks or something like that. Um, <laughs> but you know the town does. I don't know if they still have it, but yeah, you could. It was almost like a bartering system, and yeah. certain places would take it. And it was you know, I think Ithaca you know, developed a sort of hate of capitalism. So. Right. I was going to say a bunch of <laughs> socialists up there in upper state New York, those Ithaca guys. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I heard it years ago, and you're the first person to absolutely confirm it's true. So I, that's, thank you. <laughs> um, no problem. Yeah. So, okay. So you have, you've gone through, I mean, you went to Ithaca, you got, got some training there. You started working on music videos. And then at some point, was it television or was it film where you started to really feel uh, a certain level of comfort with your your abilities? Where where did you feel like you started to really come into your own in with your work and and a style that you were sort of developing that you were comfortable with? Um, I think for me, you know, I started doing such low-budget films. It, it really is through my film work. I've only really engaged with television in the past year, which is, you know, much further down the line and kind of a different style in general. Uh, but my film work, it just felt, doing such small films, you were really able, because the bigger the budget, the more people you have to answer to mm -hmm. and the more producers have opinions and the more people, you know, they want their investment to pay out. But when we were making movies for no money with no one watching us and it felt like we didn't have an audience in mind or that our hopes were not that the films were going to do anything, we were just making kind of weird art out in the woods, it felt like an honest expression. And I think having that 
for a bunch of the first films that I did just really developed my own voice in a way that I felt comfortable doing more experimental practices in the work because no one was afraid that it was going to fail. Let me quickly remind our audience that we're speaking with Ashley Connor as she is uh, the uh, Director of Photography, Cinematographer for uh, Madeline's Madeline. She's been nominated for an Independent Spirit Award for the 2019 Best Cinematography for her work in Josephine Decker's film. The most important person on a film set is the director, followed closely by the cinematographer. <laughs> it is incredibly important, and I know that in the filmmakers that I've spoken with, this sort of relationship that they have with their cinematographers is extremely important. This sort of a almost telepathic relationship that you have to have if you want to get what you want. Is that an, do you feel like when you're working, I know you've worked, you said with Josephine Decker, did you sort of develop this sort of shorthand? You must have over the course of working together. And what is that like for you? What does that mean when I, when I say this close relationship uh, on set? How does that, how does that play out? Um, well, for us, you know, the first two films we did together, Josephine didn't have a monitor, you know, I, they were kind of products of the process because we were working so fast. And, you know, better her first film, Better in the Latch, principal photography took five or six days at a camp without electricity in Mendocino, California. Um, <laughs> but so, you know, it was really, it, it was really about Josephine trusting me to give her stylistically and thematically footage that she could use. And so that's, kind of where we started was what is it baptism by fire yeah yeah <laughs> um just kind of jumping into it and then once people responded to the work in such a, an intense way we knew that we were kind of onto something and could kind of build and refine our practice together is part of this long discussions you obviously you you with your access to the scripts and, and getting to know the actors involved, is that, is, is there, you have a long discussion prior to the, you know, that maybe the first project you're working with Josephine on, were you saying, was she saying, I'm looking for this? And is, does she refer to other filmmakers or uh, what's that conversation like for you and for her and for others? If, if you want to bring in someone else into the conversation as far as, that 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 process of determining what it is about the look or what you're trying to achieve when you're when you're on set is is that what is that like? Well, I think a lot of the look stemmed from my personal practice. Okay. And then, but not many directors would kind of let you go as off the rails as Josephine does. And I've always said that she's kind of somebody who orchestrates crews and. Uh, brings together a group of people who are able to freely express themselves in their most honest ways. And that's very important and very rare on set. Um, but, you know, every project is different. Josephine tends to work more abstractly. So, you know, there is not a solid script that we're following. She doesn't do traditional blocking. It's really improvisationally based and about kind of my camera work uh, feeling out these spaces that the actors inhabit and what they do and kind of emotionally reverberating together <laughs> kind of a living, breathing unit, which is very different from, say, Cameron Post, which is a more structured film. It's really about something else. 
I always describe Josephine's films as very visceral. They're more experiential. So it's just kind of a different way of working. Well, in Madeline's Madeline, you have a, a really, really good uh, cast, including I'll mention uh, the newcomer, quote unquote, to the uh, <laughs> to the to the uh, film world, uh, Helena Howard, and then you had Miranda July who plays her mother, and then Molly Parker, who I don't think has gotten the kind of um, attention in regarding her performance. Everyone in this film is really, really good. But I thought Molly, the the way that she was able to play off of Miranda and Helena, is it was a spectacular performance in my opinion. And um, so I agree. Yeah, I thought she was. I, I really, I I can't believe I'm not hearing her name more often in terms of uh, awards and nominations. But uh, and she is she's a terrific. She did a wonderful a job with Wormwood. She's just a very very good actress. Are you are you sort of getting to know the way in terms of sort of blocking? It sounds like like you said you're just sort of it's a very improvisational situation, and the film itself feels like an extended improv. Well, it's a sort of a meta view of improvisational work. The work the work yeah. itself is about improv, but also you you are working in that environment as well. So. Are you talking? Are you sort of feeling out Molly and Miranda and Helena? Are you getting to know where they physically like to be in shots? Is what is that sort of in sort of getting inside of the, your mind here about how you worked in in this particular environment? What was that? You mentioned Josephine is kind of allowing you to do your thing, but your day to day work with Molly, Miranda, and Helena. What are you looking to try and accomplish? Well, I think a lot of the questions we asked ourselves were how how does Madeline's perspective change throughout the film and how do we frame these two mother figures or actual mothers in the way that she views the world and the way that she is either controlled by them or helped by them or hurt by them. And so it was really kind of talking about the emotional subtext of these things and how they interplay and how to frame and how to look at and how to view. And when Molly, towards the beginning, yeah. you know, Madeline has a very romantic view of who this person is, who this director is. And it's very much about framing her in this bright, beautiful, gauzy sort of light. And, you know, at the start of the film, we had a lot more of the kind of blurry focal plane. But as the film goes on and you kind of become more a part of Madeline's perspective, you kind of get more clarity visually. Yeah. And so it was really about, which some people would have done the opposite, but we really wanted it to kind of change and grow and develop with her. And by the end of the movie, it's kind of very literal. But yeah, I mean, Molly and Miranda are just fantastic and they're very different actors. And Molly is so highly trained and so incredible to watch and watch her develop a character and watch her kind of talk about it. But it was really fun because you had very different acting styles from everybody and, you know, the performance group, the sort of acting troupe. We had done a year and a half of workshops together that I call clown camp. They're very much about working together and getting body movement and touch and developing kind of an intimacy within this group that was so important for when Miranda and Molly joined, uh, because there was this other layer to the entire process of this group of people who had been developing the movie for a year and a half. Yeah, yeah it was really just kind of 
asking ourselves for every scene, what is Madeline feeling? How is she looking at the world and how do we convey emotionally or how do we convey through the camera work her interior space? Well, I want to remind our listeners that we're speaking with Ashley Connor. She is the director of photography or cinematographer on Josephine Decker's Madeline's Madeline. And it was, again, she nominated for an Independent Spirit Award for Best Cinematography for this year. And I just want to sort of jump in and say just how brilliant the film is on th- that level as well. Because you're, the, the, it's such a, a subtle change in the characters, as you describe Molly Parker at the beginning of the film, and then and then this very slow moving kind of transition that all of the characters make. I mean, there's there's sort of questions of mental health that sort of dog these characters, all of them, but the way that it that the perception of what is happening with them changes from character from mom, um, you know over the course of the film, and it's such a brilliant telling of that, and it really. Your your work here is it's just a it's a beautiful film to watch. It's I will just j- make a big giant leap here. I hope I'm not jumping the shark, but it reminds me of a Bergman film, uh, some sort of persona era Bergman, where who's who's in charge here? What's happening? What do these characters believe or not believe? What is real? And all of those things are in play in this film as we're watching it. So it's 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 a it's a terrific film. I really enjoyed it tremendously and. Does that do justice to what you were? What you were? <laughs> I think it does. Any yes. you know, any comparison to Bergman is above and beyond kind. <laughs> well, I mean, I, especially the way in his work he plays with the idea of reality and what's you know what people are seeing perceptions and. Uh, there's some, yeah. It's just a, my, just a really terrific p- piece of work. Uh, I, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. Well, I, well, I, congratulations on the nomination. Congratulations on your continued success in in the realm of filmmaking. Uh, do you have any inkling on your own to jump into the world of directing, or are you happy as a cinematographer? Are you? What do you What are you thinking? Um. You know, if a story comes up that I feel compelled to tell, uh, then maybe. But I'm at the moment, I'm very, very happy shooting for other people, and I like occupying other people's worlds. Not right now. <laughs> All right. Well, later on, we'll see you down the line sometime. I hope you. I hope when yes. you when when whatever you're doing. Uh, again, uh, you know, already a, a fan of your work, and I hope that uh, your career continues to blossom. And con- congratulations and good luck, uh, the Spirit Awards, and just whatever it is you're you're doing. And. All the best on your travels. It sounds like you've got a very busy schedule ahead of you, so I'm, I'm glad you are able to find some time to be here today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Again, we've been speaking with Ashley Connor, Director of Photography, Cinematographer for Madeline's Madeline, and Independent Spirit Award nominee. Thank you. Take care of yourself. Thank you. You too. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.